This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. But delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on you foxes! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City. Everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. 
Right, Chris. All right there. How are we? <sighs> Feels like a loss, doesn't it? <sighs> I, I, I am blaming Rogers for that. And the main blame, do you know what? He should have put the women's team out today. They have more fight and they can at least have learnt how to keep keep a clean sheet. Yeah. What, what, what um this is Lester Till I Die TV. You can catch us on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. And if you're catching up on podcasts, thanks for what uh, listening. Uh Apple iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and all your major podcast platforms. Here's where you can find us. <laughs> on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. It is the post-match show. Um, Leicester City to West Ham. I'm finding it hard to say this. I really am. West Ham to. This is the post-match show. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with Chris and Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. All right, let's bring some comments in. Richard Cox, um, if you know Jake at West Ham, uh, unofficial, that's his dad. Good evening, Richard. It was nice to see you the other night. Uh, not so nice to see you tonight. You did steal a point from us. You so did. Uh, Renny, good evening. How the devil are you? I didn't like it when Vestavard came in for Yuri. He's the one who cost us the goal. I'm going to have my words about that in a minute. Um, anyway, West Fafana might be coming back for us against Chelsea, but will be on the bench. Might be too late. Who knows? Tough. Um, tough, tough loss, David. Good evening. Yes, it was. Debatable goal, as I don't know what is considered an arm versus a shoulder, but we should have defended better. I think Brad has got something to say on that one. Um, don't mention Big Craig, uh, says Richard. Brendan, by I saw this. Brendan buying a house near Manchester. Uh, has he been rigging these games against us? Um, JB, poor subs again. <sighs> I tell you what. Oh, for me, Rogers can go and buy a house in bloody Australia at the moment. I'm about to have one of these. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right, here it is. We didn't start playing well. Um, I questioned Roger's decision to put in um, Tielemans, Barnes, um, uh, Soyuncu. <laughs> it was a slap on the wrist that they had for being shit. Basically, you're shit, guys. I'm going to drop you for much, and some of you only for 60 minutes. But as we got into the game, they were proving me wrong. We did start to play pretty decent football. We got into the lead as well. So what does Rogers do? 90 minutes, he makes a fucking substitution. Rogers, why? 
at 90 minutes. What the... I mean, if you're going to make a defensive substitution, which you seem to like doing, but you take Tillemans off, you bring... And I'm not blaming Vestergaard necessarily for the goal itself, but you've got a defence that has played together for 90 minutes, you stick another defender in there, it's going to confuse things. Brendan Rodgers, I'm not saying you should go. What I am saying is... You are a complete Belenser. Oh, here we go. A few more, a few more comments first. Almighty Blues, oh, big up. I wish I could big up, but Ankit, congratulations on winning just the world, uh, the world team club champions whatever it's called you world champions mate well done james good evening sir how are you uh, mini me's here little jake you've uh, been allowed to stay up late mate <laughs> rant 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 oh indeed indeed um roger's out tired of the same old crap i'm tired of the i am i've been backing him as, as brad will tell you but total bell end today total bell end is it oh. Great comeback, but then bad defending again. Yeah, in the and in a ninety whatever minutes, uh, people watching. Do I'll give a night. Thank you very much. Uh, and Kit means a lot. JB, we needed to control the end of the game, and I believe you're always the only one who can dictate the game. But what do I know? Um, oh my, I love the graphics. Thank you very much, and the panel. And evening, Brad from James. Oh, and it goes on. Scott, just started watching the show tonight for you, Chris, to come in and say that about BR. Um, oh, thanks. And big up, Brad, as well. Rob, uh, got to stick with him until the end of the season, then make a decision. I agree. I, I'm not saying it should be sat. I'm just saying he's a bell end. And Richard, good evening, Cox. Uh, good evening, Cox. Good evening, Brad. I am so good evening, everybody. Oh, I am so, so wound up. You wouldn't believe it. But I have got some good news for you, Brad. Oh, go on. We have a new team sponsor. We've replaced FBS, and we're going to be sponsored for the rest of the season by Muller Corner. Yeah, and we'd still give away the yogurt. You, I was waiting for that. I mean, come on, mate. I mean, Rogers, bell end, isn't he? Oops, I took the wrong oh, bit out then. Rogers, he's a bell um, end, isn't he? It's, I mean, he's frustrating. Needs a lot of words you could use to describe as a manager. And I said before the game that if we lost this, I think the owners would take the risk, pull the trigger, as they say, and, and they'd probably go after somebody in employment. It's not ideal, and I understand that there's not a lot of available managers, but while we're not one of the richest, richest clubs in the world, we're not short of a few, Bob, no. given that. Um, I think we're the top 20 richest in the world still. Yeah, so, you know... Um, I, I think we'd be able to go out there and maybe see if someone fancies the rescue mission and then the rebuild because I I, I am sick to death of sitting here going, if he doesn't change things, he's going to get sacked. And today was very damning because 
I said to you, Kristen, I sent you a message saying, I actually do not think the change of pace and the change of attitude came around because of something Roger said. I believe there was a few players that looked around, listened to the crowd getting wound up, getting angry, and rightly so. I'm not mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Before and I think a lot of them players on that pitch went, F this. Yeah. You know what I do. You know what you know what you do. You know what I do. You know how we play better as a team. Let's piss this. Let's do what they're asking us to do. Let's just move the ball. And mm. I think maybe in the second half, and, and you know, at a halfway point, Rogers kind of tried to spin it as his own, and kind of just went, "Keep that intensity up. Keep that intensity up." And it's like, no, mate. I, I, I said maybe it would take a heavy defeat to get Rogers out the door, but I would honestly think that Rogers is praying that because it wasn't a defeat, that he's still in a job come Monday, because I don't see that as a as a performance that changed and got better because of a manager's input. I think he got to the point where players were just had enough of his crap, shit football. Dude, okay, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, Rogers, has he lost the dressing room? I think he's lost their faith in what he's persisting on trying. I don't. I, I don't like the term losing the dressing room because you can you can tell by the way the players approach him when he comes off. You can hear them listen to him. They're they're engaged with him. Mm. I just think they're just as baffled as we are as to why he's persistent on something that they're trying to tell him. Look, Gaffer, we appreciate what you're trying to do. You're trying to make us a team that doesn't rely heavily on the hard hitting, quick counter attacking. But we're in a state, you know, like focus on it and we'll keep working on it on the training ground. But we can't do this. We don't, you know, and I think that's frustrating. I don't think he's lost the dressing room, but he's getting close to it. He's getting close to losing that dressing room if he continues. And I don't know how much longer he got to continue it before he does lose the dressing room and his job. Because that's what it will go. It will go hand in hand, mate. Well, we're doing a poll on the YouTube channel at the moment. And uh, it's Rogers. Basically, straight question: Rogers out or in? Uh, and at the moment, it's quite close. It's a bit of a Brexit decider here. Oh no, it's just changed. Uh, as I spoke, it changed. Now this is live TV for you or live YouTube for you. Um, in was winning, um, but it's now fifty percent each. Fifty um, yeah. percent out, fifty percent in, and I haven't got a shaking it all about option. I am sorry. <laughs> that just changed. I mean, uh, <laughs> medium. No, no, no. Don't be sorry, <laughs> medium. And that was him. <laughs> sorry. No, it was just it literally. I, I love it. I love it. The fact I was just looking at it. And bing! It changed. Um, I'm going to go to the end of the match to the start. To be honest with you, ninety minutes. Like I say, Tielemann stays on. We win. Tielemans comes off, and I'm not saying not blaming Vestergaard because he's no, come on with a minute and a bit to go. What the fuck is he supposed to do? All it's doing no. when you've got a corner coming up, all you're doing is confusing a back three, four, five, whatever it was that had been playing together for 90 minutes and knew what they were supposed to do. And suddenly this other guy comes in, like, who's doing what? Who's marking? Who's marking? And uh, Rogers, like I said, and that's why to me, it's a total bell end. Rogers, I'm afraid, cost us three points there. I I actually 100% agree with you. And look, out of all the people in this current squad, minus probably Oozy Perez, 
He's probably one at the moment that due to his performances or lack of good performances, mm. he already comes onto the pitch to the sound of, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I reckon it was a person. I, I reckon every person prayed as hard as they can, whether they were religious or not. I went, please, please, we know what's going to happen, but please just don't allow a goal from this corner. And lo and behold, it's scored yeah. from that. And you're correct, Chris. I will take it back to one of the most best but fortunate moments we've had when Rogers has done this. Where's Morgan? FA Cup final, 88th yeah. minute. And yeah. guess what? These things balance themselves out. We always say that about football. And guess what? If balance, it balances itself out. He should not do that. You should yeah. not do that. The most naive and inexperienced of manager would not throw a centre-back on. Because like you said, we've, we've not had a structured back, back four at the best of times. In fact, this no. feels like it was like, this feels like game number 28, and that's the 28th different back four yeah. we've played. This I don't season. think there's more than two games on the trot we've not had the same defensive yeah. line. And of course, it wasn't even the back line that started with because JJ went off re reoccurring an injury. Oh, you had to remind me like, of that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. But if you take that into account, like you said, because it didn't just it didn't just change, you know, it didn't just like make Leicester players go, Oh, where is he standing? We went we we, we were playing that game, the entirety of that game as a back four. All of a sudden, mm. like you said, it caused more chaos, not because you know, it's not like he went, all right, you know what, corner, I, I don't want um, I don't want a Marty on for this. I want a tall guy just to see it out. A Marty's coming off. It's like for like. It's a bit yeah. easier to control it because, you know, yeah. you know, God knows, you know who a Marty's marking. That's why I want you marking. Job yeah. done. It's when you make it a five-man midfield yeah. in the yeah. last minute, and you're right. I mean, I know we'll get on to him near the end of the show. But Alan's rating spot on for the reasons of he, he. You're right, Chris. He cost us that game. Yeah. Despite my anger towards the giving of the goal, but yeah, you can't do that. It's stupid. No, you, no, someone no, no, who didn't no. know football totally. wouldn't do that. In fact, someone yeah. who didn't know football would turn around to someone who has got on his team and go, "Do you think it's silly of me to put a defender on when they've got a corner?" Yes, it is. all right, I won't do it then. Yeah. They do say, don't they, if there's a corner or a free kick, don't make oh, the yeah. changes until afterwards. Yeah. But, you um, know, it's, it's, it's the simple things that Brendan can't seem to do. Um, mm. you, you've got here, uh, Rob, good evening, Rob, how are you? Can see, can't see top pulling the trigger until they sounded out and of the manager of a replacement. Who... I'll leave this for the comments at the moment. Who, who do you think that should be, Rob? Um, Jackman twenty. Oh, sorry, Jack Linton twenty-three. Good evening, Barnes and KD eight. Pull the weights for the whole team. That second half, it, and it was nice to see for once that we were actually forcing the opposition into making a change because that because you know Bart and I think I messaged you and I saying Barnes is getting so much space down that left side. He's looking really good, and KDH. Was literally just here's the ball, Barnes. Here's the ball, and <laughs> it it forced noise into changes. Yeah. Honestly, Harvey Barnes in twenty minutes of football probably just ruined that right back's career at West Ham. He's mm. probably just absolutely ruined him. He's he's gonna, you know, they might have come away with the most undeserved point in the history of football, in my opinion. The Robin cheating, time wasting. I mean, um, West Ham. <laughs> um, yeah, I see. I have a soft spot for him, but even I can. Well, yeah, I'll leave my run. I'll leave my run for this week, mate. Um, but no, <laughs> you hope to have one. <laughs> at least, at least, if you're going to take a major positive out of it, um, mm. Harvey Barnes has just ruined 
a right back's career because he absolutely he didn't just own him, he absolutely scored him, he bitched him. Any terminology you could use for ruining a career and making yeah. him look like the most useless right back ever, he absolutely did that to him. And do you know what, Chris? Don't don't tell everybody, but it's almost like Leicester used to be a counter-attack fast paced team. Must it might sound like a myth and a bit far-fetched <laughs> from how we play football, but that's actually how we used to play it. Don't tell the I rest. Know. I know. For, for for about 20 minutes, we looked like I'd gone back in time to last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. As he did say poop it, which I don't think is what you, you really meant to say. Well, we, yeah. I meant to pass him, but it, it, I mean... And JB, I I, I, it, it took all of 10 seconds for you to say Potter in, so we'll ignore that. Rice says in, I must admit, I didn't hear this, but apparently Vestergaard got booed when he came on. Now, the only um, booing... Go on, sorry, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I understand why it might look like that. I think the boos were, again, he's not the most popular figure, but I don't actually think the boos no. were for Vestergaard. I think it was for exactly what you said. I think it was a decision. I think the boos were more in the percentage of we were actually booing because he took Yori off. Yes, I do. I do, yeah. I think so, it would have somebody been said that earlier, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I, I think if you... I think maybe 30% of them were probably groaning because it was Vestergaard coming on. And he's not, mm. to put it politely, he's, he's had quite a bad career at Leicester thus far. But I think the, the general frustration and booze were more aimed at the fact that he took Yori off to, to do his same mistake again and put an extra defender on. It was on. almost like that was Yori's last game. Yeah, he <laughs> you know, was applauding. I mean, I know it's not, but he was applauding round the ground, and um, you know, he had a good game. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, I heard they were booing at the start because we were one nil down, and we were still Brendan Rodgers farting about with it at the back. We were, oh. patting out. I mean, was there any urgency? You know, we are no. not. Liverpool and Liverpool in the pre Alex at Man United. Liverpool were the team that were patient. They could pass it around, and they knew that you know this would lead to a goal. And nine times out of ten, it did. The difference was Liverpool actually included some forward passes in that, where we tend to go right back, centre back, centre back, left back, right back, and you know it's like we're one nil down. I'm like, why? You know what? I don't. I don't know whether I'm. I'm just I, watching a different game to Brendan half the time. Well, see, this is what I mean. I think Brendan would have. Um, I don't think Brendan was the reason behind a team, or at least a good group of that team, because it took a while, but it actually happened almost instantaneously when the crowd started booing and getting. You could hear the crowd turning um, because. I all, almost seemed like the team reacted to that. Yes. And Sionshu yeah. then started actually, he learned how to kick the ball upfield again. Yeah. It also maybe shows that, you know, these players are being restricted to what they're doing. And like I said, I think Brendan quickly, he probably, you know what? Brendan's the sort of manager I'm getting this feeling that he probably watched that for five minutes and sulked like a child because they'd gone against what he wanted. And then when he realised the crowd were getting positive, he probably went back to his seal days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well done, yeah. I'm getting really annoyed with Brendan. I don't know if you can tell. I'm getting really annoyed of sitting here like a disappointed teacher sitting yeah. in school 
go and tend to concentrate more and stop doing the same things. I don't know, but I mean, the funny thing is, um, had you given me that at the start, and I went for two one, and that that annoyed me as well. Um, and you did actually put Steve down for a draw for that game, by the way, just to rub it yeah, in. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll bring that up in the next prediction show, but I felt bad having such a big lead over him, me and you, that we need him to get, say, in single figures. He can't be that many points behind. It's not fair. In, no, no, so no, really, no. blame Steve, because I entered his brain to give that prediction. <laughs> um, I mean, Vestergaard hasn't had the best of times at Leicester, but he's come into an unsettled back four. And he's come in and been asked to do something when he doesn't know um, I mean, you know, who's yeah. going to be, he's going to be playing with. Then he got an injury himself. But let's just have a look at this starting lineup, um, Claire. I don't know if you can see it there at all. Oh, you yeah. know, you'll know what the starting lineup was anyway. I looked at that at the start, and I'm going to be honest with you now. I was a little bit peed off, as I, I think you probably noticed from my message to you that you know. I think I think if you're saying to these players, you are rubbish at the moment, you don't deserve to wear the shirt, so I'm going to drop you. Well, you dropped a couple for a match and you dropped another couple for 60 minutes because you bought them on as substitutes. What does that prove? And for the first 20 minutes, I was out there thinking, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was right. It then got better. Yeah. You, you, were, you were slightly different. You were quite pleased with the lineup, I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, because um, I think, you know, there's certain players that the, the scrutiny's come under, and after seeing that performance, and when Leicester returned to the Leicester of old, whether, whether that is, whether that was genuinely Rogers' idea to give it 20 minutes and then kick into overdrive and do that way, whether it was a potential masterstroke, which, we, which is what we would have been calling it had that header not counted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we would be calling it a masterstroke that he, you know, we'd have still been annoyed that we conceded in them 20 minutes. We just said, oh, that, that's 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 a way to do things if he's going to do it that way. Um, or if it was the players grabbing the initiative and the atmosphere of the fans and grab, trying to grab the game by the scuff of the neck, that's the players you want on the pitch. And I think what we've also seen today is maybe, 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 maybe I, maybe I was wrong and misread Rogers. Maybe he was using the players as a bit of a cop-out because I just don't see how the players that were suddenly moving on from their lives and wanting to go to bigger and better clubs and didn't seem to be interested in Leicester and were going to get taught a lesson by being on the bench because mm -hmm. um, they grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. You know, for 70 minutes, for, for 70, 70 minutes completely dominated that game when they played yeah. the way we all loved and want Leicester to play. You know, because after that twenty-minute mark, that's exactly how they played. And well, it will be like interesting, though, don't you think? Like right? we've got Wolves up. Well, we've got Randers. Um, I keep wanting to say Rangers, but it's Randers, that well-known Denmark team, <laughs> midweek in the um, Europa Conference League qualifier. And I'd, it will be interesting to see how the players go into that because, yes, okay, they've got the wrist slapped. They've come back, you know, it's like they've got a, a, an E minus on the test. They've come back, they've done well for one lesson, but will they be able to carry it on? Uh, that will be interesting to see uh, with Randers, and we'll talk more about that, obviously, uh, uh, in the middle of the week. The thing that I was going to say earlier, and I actually forgot, and evening, Mike, by the way, welcome along, um, is had you given me at the start of the game, 
he said, oh, I'll give you a 2-2 two, two draw. I would have probably taken it. But it was disappointing. And I'll tell you what else was disappointing. And I don't know if Mini-Me and Maxi-Me are still watching, Jake and Richard. But West Ham actually were a bit disappointing. Yeah, they were. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, even the commentators I was, I was listening to the, to the game were saying, um, you know, West Ham got that early goal, but never showed real any impetus on in, no. in, in making that too. And Leicester did. And that's right to say, if it wasn't for our kryptonite of corners, you know, we, we would have won that game 2-1 and we'd have been sat here going, to be fair, we could have won, and we probably could have won it 3-4-1 three, three at the end of the day. We could have reversed the scoreline mm. at the London Stadium. We completely dominated the game, which makes it even worse and more annoying that, yes, again, we've let points drop to the point that people are actually calling it a loss forgetting that we actually got a point out of it because that's how much it hurts. Watching it feels them like a loss, I'm not going to lie. Um, and in a way, I do feel sorry for Rangers, but I want us to absolutely pummel them and take the frustrations yeah. out of them. I want yeah. us to go out there and take the lowest-ranked European side, because that's what they are, left in a European competition. And I want us to not... I don't want to see... No offence to them play, these players, but I don't want to see Mendy. I don't want to see Danny Ward in goal, right? I don't want to see wholesale changes. I want to see a strong lineup, and I want to see them go for blood. I want Rangers going. Oh, I wish West Ham had not scored. So, Leicester would. Basically, we start off with the home leg. We start off with the home leg, and um, from that, we, you know, we want to go for the away leg the next week. Hopefully, four or five up. And yeah, I, I want to be able to. Yeah, I want to be able to go to Rangers and be able to go. We can change a few things. We can rest up a few players. Because there's no way, it, you know. Because I'm, I'm sorry, but if you go to Rangers and you've got a four nil aggregate lead or something like that, and you end up losing the game, you, you, not only does the manager deserve the sack, but the players need mm. to get the P45s as well. For, you know what I mean? It's just yes, yeah. <sighs> oh. Hello, Bookline. By the way, Bookline, do you actually? I don't know if you um, follow me on Twitter at Leicester TID. Can you please send me a message or follow me because I want to have a word with you on Twitter, if you can. That would be great, mate. Uh, Facebook user, just get the job done first leg. Exactly. 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 But I do um, agree with you. There's something deep down that tells me we're not going to do that, and it's going to be like a 2-0 or a 1-0, and then yeah. we're going to get absolute spark at Moscow. Leicester are winless in four Premier League games. We've drawn two, lost two. Their joint longest running competition under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, the last time they went longer without a victory was in February 2019, which was six games under that charismatic, most charismatic of managers, Claude Puel. Five of Leicester's last seven goals conceded in the Premier League have come in the final 10 minutes of play. And last one yeah. for you here, Leicester have conceded 14 goals, 14 goals from set pieces without excluding penalties. I think I think only Burnley probably may have conceded. I don't know. We have conceded over sixty goals, and we're not even two thirds of the way of the season yet. No, no. I mean, I know exactly. it does say a lot about our defence, and I know we've had problems in defence, but that doesn't make excuses no. for set pieces because that should just be standard, you know, schoolboy training I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just. Put it, sum it up for any neutral that's watching out there to what it's like for everybody, even if it's been a couple of, even if it's only been from the last couple of results that you know we're on bad form, right? Mm. It, it, here it is. 
And uh, that will be a corner for Wolves, just an example. That's how a commentator would say, Wolves have got a corner here. And this is how it went today. And Leicester defending well. Oh, ah, that's a corner. The way they say it tells you they know there's a chance there's a goal. Yes. Gonna come there. Martin Tyler actually sounded a bit like, oh, awkward. They've, that was great defending. He did. He did. And as Rob says there, it is, it is, it is bad coaching. I mean, I must admit, you know, if we go through the game then, I mean, they score reasonably early on. And I, I did say I was on quite a few West Ham channels um, over, over the you know, last yeah. few days. I and I did say, Sorry, Chris, I, I can't wait for my tactical board to discuss through the defence. I'm sure you can. I thought we'd be having one today. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Um, no, and, and I, I was saying uh, I, I really yeah. feared what would happen and how the atmosphere would be if we went a goal down and mm. I think it came from one of our breakaways. It did. It did. And it came I mean, from that classic structured, frigid high line as well. That last of the ball over the top came from ridiculous. I'm, I mean, what? And I, I, I mean, can you understand that, that their first goal, it shouldn't have been, should it? Basics of football, mate. Mm. I've I, I've what I've played football as a kid. I've watched my brothers play football as a kid. I've even seen my sister play football, and I have never, in all my life, no matter what team they play for, whether it was a really good one or one that what doesn't, what you know, that lost every week, like the name was Leicester City. Uh, you know, I've never seen them concede a goal like that. Mm. And if they've done it on the training ground pitch, they've been told you do not allow the ball to bounce like that because that's that was criminal. You know, that was criminal. Yeah. We do not and never have had a back line that can contain a very flat high line. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me why we again, but again, was it the crowd or was it the manager that went right, twenty minute mark? Did they look at the clock and go, right, that's the signal, we've got to the twenty minutes? Got it with one nil down, but let's change how we do it. Or was it F this, F him? I'm sick of listening to his crap philosophers. We're going, we're going to go nowhere quickly. Let's just take the initiative as players. We don't know, mm. but everything changed after that as well. And 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 that's that's something that's concerning if it's a reaction to the crowd and not to the manager. But it's something I'm happy we've seen despite yes. the disappointment of I, the. I get what I, I do get what you're saying there. I mean. Um, we, I said I'd take a goal even if it came off Dakar's backside. You said you'd take a goal if the wind blew it in. Um, it came via a penalty. Um, I think West Ham felt hard done to, but I think it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. There was no. There wasn't really any complaints. A little bit by by the reaction of West Ham. Um, West Ham, it seemed quite clear, clear cut. I didn't see anything to suggest that it was, you know, contested or VAR checked it. If they did, it was the quickest VAR check I've seen them ever do, which is not the only success. Uh, but then again, maybe it shouldn't be a penalty because apparently you can add it onto your own arm and, and score with it. So it, does, it doesn't matter. And I know people are instantly going to type in the comments and it was on the sleeve, and it shouldn't count. Well, maybe that is the rules. But to me, if you self-inflict it onto that part of your body, it still counts, especially when... Uh, we, will, we will come on to that in a second. Mike yeah. says defo penalty. Yeah, uh, it was a penalty. Yes. Um, yeah. 
and we Tillerman's. Sorry, we probably warranted it. I think fair. I think at, at half time one one what was fair, but I think oh. I mean even that had a little bit of luck on it because the goalkeeper I don't know if he actually touched it or not, but he he wasn't far off. It wasn't it Tillerman's best penalty. He wasn't saving that, mate. That at the that at the very corner of the back of the net. You mm. you could ask Tillemans to take that. I doubt to your goalkeeper knowledge, sir. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it does look close, and he and Fabianski has saved a few penalties against us in, in you know against us in, in his time. Um, but I can tell you that as a goalkeeper, it's it's an extremely good penalty. If you if you can dive and then do that with your head and see it's stuck right in that corner, and it, and it, it's just been like it's almost been gripped held. Like a glove yeah. in that corner, you know, you could dive on that a hundred times and you wouldn't get it. It, it's, it was a really very well struck penalty, driven, hard, low, accurate. Keep us diving. Uh, like I say, it was only how it looked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Mike but said it was a good penalty. And yeah. you know, like I say, you, I believe you, you, you know, in the goalkeepers' union. I don't. I think I've I've heard a sneaky message that you might be. Oh, so I, uh, have, I ever, have I not mentioned it? Have I not mentioned? I don't think it was you. No, I think I think a little birdie told me. Um, and then I mean, what? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that picture, and I, it's it's with the uh, one of the posts I did. Uh, on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, the diving header from Ricardo. Oh. I mean, you know, come on, that that. I mean, I, you had, you had to just sit. I mean, even if you're a West Ham fan, you'd have to sit there and go like that, wouldn't you? I think, I think actually, if you did, because the camera kind of did a dodgy pan to the away crowd instead of the home fans, so you could just see them all stood there, and you actually saw yeah. a few of them in the front going. That's a good goal, right? You know, you know, kind of like listening to the mates going, you can't, you can't really say it's not. And return yeah. with a bang. I know he got some minutes before that in the cup debacle display, but first start for a while, comes back mm. with a bang. I mean, the writing was on the wall, wasn't it, really? You thought, oh, I remember the last time Ricardo scored to make it 2-1 when a manager was under threat. We beat a certain Manchester City with it, but wasn't to be but it was a great header it was a great ball in it and was. it was yeah it was only our second headed goal this season that i knew was, i mean that's that's I not mean, those sort of stats that are, that are scary you know yeah. um it might say there is it scary might... numbers or is it scary that it wasn't such a surprise that it was that low down i think it was a surprise that it was um, that low down, I yeah. think. Although we should be been expecting it. Uh, Harvey, yeah, he was Harvey Barnes, and down that left hand side, I think I say when you force the opposition manager to make a substitution and a change because of what you're doing, then you know you are doing it very good. Um, yeah. Rene Dawson was goal disallowed for handball for the. Ha no, it wasn't disallowed. Uh, we'll come on to that in a second. Uh, JJ. Um, you just know as soon as he bought the, the lamppost on, we're going to concede. Uh, to be honest with you, JJ, we, we, we said this earlier, you know, I don't think it's the fact that it was his fault that we conceded. It was the fact that it was when Brendan brought him on and who he brought him on for. Uh, Mike, mm. first Leicester game I've sat back, watched and analysed. I thought you were going to say enjoyed then for a minute. Uh Bcom, good evening. How are you? The sheer arrogance of Rogers to bring on Vestergaard. 
He is the supreme lemon that's <laughs> never existed in the history of football. His ego is almost godlike. You say what you think, Bcom. Don't sit on the fence there. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure where your opinions lie, mate. On Rogers, I can't read that. No, no, no. Way. Not you. are not out there, Bcom. <laughs> you know, uh, there is a poll going on uh, on YouTube. Hayden, good evening. How are you? I mean, yeah, two one, and and I think it was Martin Tyler or Alan Smith. One of them actually said. Uh, you don't feel like 2-1 is going to be good enough for Leicester. Yeah, he, well, he was right, wasn't he? He was, he was totally right. right. Um, um, it, it was almost like the players stopped because of the handball, if you like. You think it's a handball, well, mate. This this is your... I had my rant earlier. You just go for it. See, <laughs> look... We we remember we we classic VAR. It's like a running comedy joke, isn't it? Right, but I understand that we seen some very dodgy penalties. Right now, for me, if someone blasts a ball at you and it hits you there, uh, you know if it hits you on that sleeve, I can't really shit. Right, I'll just do that just for argument's sake. I'm a footballer. I've got what, and it hits me there. Right, as a ball's being drilled at me and my arms down the side. Fair enough. There's literally nothing that player can do. It's not a penalty. No. Right, it's not a free kick, it's not a penalty, it's not handball. When you do this, when you do this, then there's the ball and it completely diverts and, 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 and rolls the ball into your net. Something tells me that's interfered with the direct trajectory of the ball and changed how it should go. People, you know, I get the rule change exactly going, oh, if it's on the sleeve, it's not the arm. Is, 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 is that not arm? Is that, is that, is, what's that? Is that my shoulder blade then? Because that's my arm. And I know. I'm sorry, but if you if if you jump like this for a corner and go, because uh, he doesn't. If you watch his head, it's not like he's gone bosh and and it, and it, and it's skimmed off it and it's not changed anything. He's literally headed it down into his own fist and arm. So, Brendan, if you're watching, right, right, or or anybody, right, there's a Leicester player. If you're watching, imagine this pens the ball when you go up for a corner. As long as you head it right, just do that. Just just. Fucking twat it into that because it'll count. Guarantee you. Doesn't well, matter. Obviously, the other thing is to have extended arms on your shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's your elbow. No, it was on the shirt. It was the shoulder. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And I know people will say by the letter of the law they've changed it to that part doesn't count as your arm. But it, I think it, I think there should be a case where if you literally head it onto your own arm, it's. It, I mean, but wasn't there, there, was a, there was a goal last week, and I can't remember who it was for, and it was exactly the same thing, but it was more obvious because it hit his head, it went down onto his arm, and it was yeah. his lower arm, I think, and then he and he kicked it in and scored, and they said it wasn't off, it wasn't handball, and I don't yeah. know why, but it, it no. is the law now. It's stupid. They say the law. There's a saying, isn't it? The law's an ass. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. I can understand if you're trying to defend. You know how defenders put their arms behind the backs like that, yeah. and it hits it. No, right? Yeah. I, 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 you know how you, and people might say, "Well, you contradict yourself." I'm not contradicting yourself because what you have in laws is, and I might use the wrong term here, but it isn't like bylaws where it's like you could have it where if it is done, if it is self-inflicted, essentially, then it is classed as a penalty because otherwise. Otherwise, defenders might go up for a header, shape their arm, see the you know the keeper's made a move thinking, oh, he's going to edit across here, so I'm getting myself ready. And then he goes, actually, if I just do this, it's going to count. Yes. I just the... don't 
Get it. And I don't know who this is. They're saying that Euphorius was the defending for the equaliser, but Casper's hesitated to come out. But I think Casper was literally blocked from coming out by the yeah, number of West Ham players in there. So I don't know if I can... I get your point, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with West, that. West Ham have been doing that all season, and they did say that on... Um... They did say that on on commentary that he's been yes, doing it all. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I'm trying. I've been trying to get a West Ham fan on. I've had two say no to me, <laughs> and I wonder why. I wonder why. And I think they have both. Uh, in fairness, Jake from West Ham, uh, unofficial, is is he's a young lad, but he's a really good laugh. He, he does take yeah. the banter and give the banter, and he has agreed with me that they were actually lucky. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Rob Gates um, is just in a noisy place. But, yeah, and, and, and that's well done to you, Jake, uh, for uh, agreeing on that. Um, Mike Green, it was basically – here we go. Here we go. Mike Green, the Wikipedia of uh, football knowledge here, Michael. <laughs> it's basically like a direct deflection to adjust the straight projection of the ball. Yeah, so surely and, if it's that way of his arm, it's changed the directory. So – if it was a clean header, Casper might have said. Basically, I think what he's saying there is, is his arm changed the outcome of the direction of the ball. So, yeah. if he's used a part of his body that's not legal to that, surely it's not a goal. I just, I still can't wrap my head around it. No, I mean, to be no. fair, I put it out there on Twitter, and I've had some non, I've had some Leicester fans agree with me, some Leicester fans disagree with me. And I've had some neutral fans agree with me and some just being me. It's all on your take on it at the end of it. Yeah. But really it says it's hard to judge because rules are changed every year. Um, no, but Mike, who no, is... They change every six weeks. Yeah, this is true. Mike, of course, I mean, he is he is Wikipedia one of football knowledge and useless trivia. Uh, join us on Wednesday at nine o'clock when Reese who is the current champion in the Big Fat Football Quiz 2 and is also uh, the Wikipedia font of all football knowledge and uh, useless information, takes on Mike. So that could be Whoa. very interesting. That but, will um, be interesting. I'm going to be setting the questions later, guys. So yeah, at least we didn't lose. I'd have been in the worst mood then. Um, I feel like I'll on that one. <laughs> Brookline says, Leicester players did not complain. Uh they don't understand the gamesmanship. Any other big team would surround the ref and scream and VAR overturned. Oh, excuse me. Hayden, yes, you're quite right. It was Middlesbrough versus Manchester United when yeah. the ball hit the Middlesbrough arm. Quite right, Hayden, yeah. I, I, I didn't understand that one either. Uh, oh. VAR is charged every single year. Mike, Casper, um, nowhere able to get to it. Exactly what we said. If they change it, VAR 2023, again, says Rene. Um, basically, the goal shouldn't stand, in my opinion, and I don't... And I my I think you must agree with you, Brad, and I deal with you. Yeah, I, I, I know what I mean. I mean. Yeah, he does mean that, obviously. It's what he's saying. By the way, it's yeah. written. It sounds like he meant to put a green. It, 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 it's the Welsh, you know, and when, when they start typing like they speak, you have to have a, do have trouble understanding them. ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, <laughs> in my day, it used to be called handball, not armball. Uh, well, it is football. I don't think you call it football. Uh, some all questions, some oh, EFL questions, yes, please. <laughs> um, and uh, agree, yeah, right. Um, and I mean, I know you're not a lover, I know you're not a lover of stats, but here we go. 
just uh, having a quick look at them here. I mean, for us, there was 13 goal attempts to their eight. Um, I'm ignoring the possession. I tell you the interesting thing there, there was not one offside during the game. No, there wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. hadn't realised that. It's one of them when you assumed it happened, but you just don't remember it if it's that low. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, Ren is saying here, Michael, uh, Oliver is the worst referee in the world. I oh, mean, he was, he was dreadful. He was yeah, dreadful. But he was, you know, he is listening to um, VAR. And, you know, when, when it comes to a goal, you wait for VAR to confirm yes or no now. So, yeah, but it's not that, know. mate. He was dreadful all over the pitch. It was yeah, shocking. Yeah. But just looking at these before I take them down, uh, we had more passes, we had more touches, and we had more tackles. So we probably deserved it more. I still just say I just literally can't get over that. Not one offside in the whole game. Um, I mean, you could argue that's because Vardy's not in the team at the moment because he's always finding a way to get offside twice. But the only positive thing about them stats, mate, is it, lo it looks a lot more Leicester-like. The only thing that's missing is the thing that's the most important is for all the stats that are in our mm. favour, unfortunately, the, uh, the the FA and the Premier League are not going to award us an extra goal. No, it's no. The same amount of goals as West Ham, unfortunately. I, but, <laughs> I do remember, though, joking apart, when, I may have said this before, when Jock Wallace was our manager and he got oh, us promoted yeah. and we had a really, really, really bad season... And I remember him, because we always play better in the second half, he said that you should get a point if you win the first half and a point if you win the second half. I'm thinking like, oh, wow. Um, maybe we could do that. Maybe that we, we could do with that today. But uh, looking at the table, and then here is the table. We were up to 10th up until that bell end made his substitution. So we're sat in 11th, 27th. We're 10 points off Wolves. Um, it is getting bigger, that gap. You know, that every time, every week goes by, we, yeah. you know, we don't, you know, we don't win. We we are now three, a minimum of three wins and a draw away from Wolves. We've only got the one game in hand. And looking the other way, um, Everton in 16th on 22, we're only five points ahead of them. So, I think we. I think I don't think we're going to go down, but I, I just don't think. Or we think if we want to get yeah. in the Europa League next season, I think we're going to have to do it by winning the um, Conference League. I don't think there's any fans or books on that, mate. I think, I think it is going to be the Europa Conference because um, the because unfortunately we've just not seen at this point how many times in this season have we won a game or two and thought maybe, just maybe, this is how they're going to get them. And then we just seem to bafflingly go back to playing the worst football of our, boring football of our time. Um, yeah. But that little bit of hope saying the only way we've got any chance of sneaking into Europe is, I know that people might say there's still a long way to go, but you're asking Wolves and other teams to drop a lot of points and us make them ground up and not drop points ourselves. So I'm kind of writing it off. Anyway, you've got to make it even physically possible to go in and sell the last three games standing a chance is yeah. perform like you did for them seven, 73 minutes, 73 and a half minutes. I'll take away 30 seconds for their equaliser. But for the 73 and a half minutes when we completely ripped West Ham apart and scored two goals in that time. Yeah. So 
Yeah. We do that from now to the end of the season. We might just sneak into Europe and we should win the Europa League Spurs Dodging Conference Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Which, guess we, what? I'd still take more pride in them winning a stupid Club World Cup, but we move. We move on. Uh, good evening, Melina, all the way from Canada. Hope you are well and your dad as well. Um, we're going to be talking. Um, well, I've got a question for Brad, and then we're going to let him loose with his tactics board um, straight after this. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yeah, please do press that subscribe button uh, if you have not subscribed already. It really does help and smash those likes for us as well. We're going to come on to your tactics in a minute. But Brad, I want to talk Dakif with you for a moment. Yeah, because he had the chance today to um, equal the record of scoring in your first four home league games. He didn't really get much of a look in. Um, what, what have you thought about his performance? I mean, he's, he is playing that Vardy role and we know, and I'm not criticising him because, as you know, people... People, if it was Vardy, they'd be saying, oh, it's Jamie Vardy, we've got to lick his bottom, and you know you know what it's like. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm just, I, I say, what, what, what are your thoughts on Dakar? Uh, you know, I've quite positive with Dakar. I know he didn't get much in, involvement in the game, but he, especially in that first 20 minutes, um, he... Um, he was pressing the line. He was one of the very, he was probably one of, if not the only person who was um, pressing that line in that first 20 minutes, half hour or so. Mm. He was trying to get into gaps. He was probably sometimes overlooked. Um, I think when the confidence was suddenly back in the squad, uh, maybe a few times he was overlooked for a pass and, you know, whether that ended in, in, in someone trying to go for glory themselves or, or they saw an opening to create more space. Yeah. But, he was in space. He made it. He nearly got en- on the end of that killer ball yeah, by... Yeah, that was a Paul Gascoigne uh, yeah, World Cup yeah. moment, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he didn't see much of the ball today. And, you know, he... he, he, he but he kept going. You know, if you're talking, he's a Vardy-esque replacement. There's no, there's no overall concerns because we have seen what he can do as a lone striker. But I, I would... Maybe, I mean, Rogers won't listen, not even if he was told by half the players or Dakar himself, I don't think. But maybe why he's trying to adapt to learn to be more of a Vardy and a lone striker situation. They should maybe put another striker like, oh, I don't know, maybe if we had a guy who scored about 18 goals last season in the side that we could put alongside him, who knows what the goal looks like. Can't, can't think who you there. mean. Can't I think know, who I you know, mean. Mate, I, I'm making up someone. It's all a hypothetical. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. Yes. It's an Nigerian mirage that we've got something. Yes. So yes. I do feel sorry for. But yes. no, I, I digress. You know, he does show the potential to do that role. He got in space. But again, I say what we what fans are reason to say about Vardy when we don't really see a lot of him in the game. He can only do yes. so much. He can yes. only do so much. And if he's not getting the ball, what were you expecting to do? He can't score with nothing, can he? He needs the no, ball to score. No. I agree, you know, um, and again, it's frustrating because we know what he's capable of when he is given the supply. Uh, Keith agrees with you there. Daka needs a partner up front. Um, Yeah, I just think, like I say, 
I, I just wonder what your thoughts were on him because yeah. he has sort of gone off the boil, but it just has, you know, like you say, in his position, like with Jamie Vardy, and I don't want yeah. to say we, we wouldn't criticize Jamie Vardy, so I'm not criticizing Dakar. It's whether yeah. he would get the um the, the service. And I mean, Luckman had a chance to pull one back, I think, for Barnes, went for glory and, and hit yeah. the side netting. Uh so yeah. You know, uh, I didn't want Vestergaard to be subs. Well, I don't think anybody did, but in fairness to him, I'm not blaming no. him. I'm actually blaming uh, Mr. Think, Bellend. Yeah, um, I, do feel, I do feel sorry for Vestergaard, actually, given the reputation yeah. he's building at Leicester. It's just not yeah. slow, isn't it? It's almost like Rodgers is using him as a scapegoat. Oh, God, in case yeah. we lose this, I'll put Vestergaard on and he'll get all the blame. No, Mr. Bellend, it was you. Um, Jack Q says, seen calls for Gasparini from Atlanta or Ruben Amaron from Sporting Lisbon as replacement managers. Uh, I just feel conflicted sending Rodgers out, but we keep winning. We, we keep not winning, sorry, and it's so frustrating. He's not going to go, like I said, before the end of the season. Um, I think that will get, I think, I think to be honest with you, if Top's the person I think he is and he has made that call, he made, you know, he was the one, if you remember, when his dad sat Pearson that talked his dad into keeping Pearson, and we know what we went on and did under Nigel Pearson. Um, so whether he's made that call or not, I don't know, but if he has made that decision. And I think he will have. I think he. I think Top, in his own mind, knows what he's going to do. I really think he does. And if he has made that decision that he's not going to give him any more time past the end of the season, I think he'll be looking now so that we can get somebody in quite quickly and make the most of the transfer window. There's no point bringing somebody in with two days of the transfer window to go. Um, Mike says here, Dakar seems to give the defender that half a yard, but he needs the ball to be played to his feet more regularly um, than used as a long ball option as we get swallowed up by Premier centre-backs. Um, something else to his game and less than need to allow that. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's that time, Brad. As, as yes. Mike said earlier, mate, have you got your blue pills ready? Yes, yes, I, <laughs> yes, I do. We, we are, we are going to. We could even have a little. Should have a little bit of background music while you do it. Oh, um, yes, yeah, why not? But I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make you full screen here, mate, and uh, you are going to dissect the game for us. Away you go. Ah, uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks for that. Yeah, so my camera now decides it doesn't want to get you all on full screen. You can all see me. Can you all hear me? Everybody, class, attention yes. to the front. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. So, <laughs> you ever seen any of them Facebook posts where it's like on a night out and it goes, this is what my parents think I'm up to, this is what my mate thinks I'm up to, but this is what I'm really up to. Well, this is the lineup we were all told we were getting, which is supposed to be a lovely 4-3-3. And... The biggest problem that Leicester had was for the first 20 minutes, they did the same thing that they've always done, which is leave a massive gap between our attacking line. Because essentially, uh, if anyone's got any knowledge on this, they'll remember it. Scotland infamously played Spain with a 6-4-0 formation. Well, Leicester actually played, and this is how Leicester played for the first 20 minutes. They played a 9-1 formation, 9-0-1 formation, because... Poor Dakar, it was cold out there aside for him, and in that first 20 minutes, he were left all isolated with no no teammates to give him body to warm up. 
uh, on the halfway line because Les sat so far deep it was embarrassing. And the biggest problem with that is they kept getting each other's way and they had no one to play the ball to, which was the biggest frustration that was pointed out by the crowd. But then what Leicester sort of did, which was really annoying, is when they came out in a cluster, is all of a sudden the two centre-backs tried to hold this imaginary line. So when everybody was out the way up front, and they, oh, we lost the player, that was when JJ went off, honest. Didn't need to <laughs> um, we, the one thing that Leicester cannot do is hold a rigid, hide line. I've said this before about the likes of Evans, and especially Son Unchu, is they cannot hold a dead straight, even though this isn't. But what they cannot do is they cannot hold a high line because they play balls in them gaps. For the likes of Antonio, Bowen, Rudy, Mikel Arteta, and the white ball's getting up for now because it knows what's coming. Um, you know, they play the ball over the top of the opposition, the strikers get on through, and they just don't have the turn of pace. Or they don't, they're not that agile enough to do it. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Vestergaard, doesn't matter if it's Soyuncu, doesn't matter if it's Evans or Amate, they just don't have it. So what changed for Leicester? What made the majority of the remaining game after we weren't 1-0 down a bit more positive? Well, first of all, I'll, do, I'll just demonstrate it in a back line. Leicester's passing went from, you have a touch, you have a touch, you have a touch. Oh no, you have a second touch, mate. Oh, that's not fair. I've had two touches. You need two touches. Well, if I'm having two touches, you have two touches. You had the rest of the team sort of like going, are we on the fucking pitch for any reason? Because all they kept doing was going, no, you pass it. No, you have the ball, sir. No, oh, after you, sir. No, after you, sir. After you, sir. And then by the time we finally passed the ball forward, West Ham had had a complete defensive line. They had two players in front, two behind. One mark in here, and Leicester could go absolutely nowhere. And that's when the fans at home and probably watching, I mean, my poor neighbour must have thought there was 2,000 Leicester fans in my house the way I was ranting and raving at how bad it was. So what did Leicester change? What was the biggest notable change? And why did Leicester suddenly become the Leicester of old? Well, first of all, what they did is they actually created a defensive, defensive line. And uh, it was still a high line in terms of JJ... And Thomas, when he had to come on due to injury, uh, and Ricardo were allowed more freedom. The width of the middle was spread out instead of being narrow, like it was for the majority of that first half. Harvey Barnes and Madison uh, were found in the middle. Dewsbury Hall and and that were given more freedom in the middle to spread themselves. But the biggest concentration point was this: they had their emergency stop in the centre-back. So if they really needed to, these were the emergency stop. But they were isolated. They were there for caution only. They were like a caution sign. They were like, do not enter unless unless use emergency. You know, break glass in case of emergency. Well, they did incredible, incredibly well. Because if I just show you our main attacking options, we've got our wingers there and we've got our left and right back, is we found this unique style. Don't let Brendan Rodgers know this. But I think it's managers before used to use it. And what they started doing is instead of doing this stupid five-yard pass, five-yard pass that we saw on every single sodden training ground routine, is they get the ball from Casper or the caution zone and they would instantly look to either send it down the line, send it over the top 
or spread it quickly so they could go down and attack the other side. And just as Chris pointed out, it worked wonders because Harvey Barnes looked a man possessed in that second half. The amount of times he absolutely ruined, I think it was four nows, uh, I could be wrong, someone will correct me in the comments, but the amount of times by making some intricate switching passes, by making these long balls or playing it straight down to the line to him, or a drilled middle option to then lay it straight into his path while we dragged the West Ham defence inwards, Harvey Barnes had an absolute field day. And Leicester did that so well. And it's just such a shame that in the 90th minute, Brendan just, it was it was like a nervous twitch, wasn't it? It was like a, tw- a twitch. He couldn't help it. He couldn't help it. He, he went from having a balanced back line of four, shutting West Ham out, and he had a balanced two coming back to shore up any gaps. Um, because there wasn't any panic in the retreat if West Ham picked up the ball on midfield. We seemed to casually get back into space because we knew we had our caution zone of Amati and Soyuncu being not too deep, but not trying to hold that rigid, that rigid line of four. They were there. So our midfield come back and keep the shape. But the thing that ruined it, we all know. I'll talk about the elephant in the room. And it could have been Perez... It could have been anyone. It could have been a fan favourite. It wouldn't have mattered. It was deciding with three or four minutes to go. I know what's perfect to disrupt. That, that will completely ne- not ruin things at all. I'll add another one. And and what happens is, is whether he wanted to or not, or whether he tried to or not, or whether his agent bloody agent best to guard or not, he got in the way. Not deliberately. But he got in the way. We went from having a set piece organised and we were clear and everything. We're relatively easy to you. I don't actually remember Cash having to make a hard save from a corner until Mr. Blobby was in there. And it's unfortunate I just called him Mr. Blobby because, again, it wasn't his fault. But tactically, Leicester got everything right until that 94th minute. And the mistake, for once, wasn't from the players. It was from the seal. It was from the seal of fortune on the bench. Over here, clapping his hands. And that, Chris, is where Leicester inevitably ended up drawing a game they should have won. And that is why we're talking about a point and not all three, mate. Uh, I know. It's so frustrating. As always, sir, thank you so much for that. Um, Apparently, Mike said it was the Lanzini, not Fennell's. Well, um, whoever it is needs to. He's probably going to end up getting therapy in the P forty five for Valentine's Day, mate, because he got absolutely ruined by Harvey Barnes. <laughs> um, Statman, good evening to you. Welcome, sir. Uh, no, I didn't do a watch along. Um, <laughs> I I decided that I was bad luck. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think, to be honest with you, I think I think watch alongs are better for away games because we have less fans going to away games. You know, and the majority of your uh, supporters are actually at the game. It does seem a, a, a bit. Um, a, a bit confusing, she says, as to why we do it. Right, let me just take this um, background music off, and yes. then we can carry on. Um, I shall shake myself back up here so I can get back in my studio box. We'll <laughs> oh shut back to the uh, gantry. Um, yeah, I, can leave, I, can leave, I can go back to being Martin Tyler. Let me just let me just go for Martin Tyler for you. Cheers, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sorting yeah. that gentleman out, Mike. Um, so let's have a look. Um, 
So, yeah, I didn't do a watch-along stat, man. Gabe Lewis-Wright says, how bad is James Justin's injury? Apparently, I was just checking while uh, Brad was doing that, and I couldn't see anything about it. But um, Rene he said went. he thinks it's six or seven weeks with a hamstring. That's the season done. It's season that's done. It, that's it, exactly. It's his season over. I mean, the, yeah. the worst thing is, the second, the second he went down, he took his tape off. He knew himself, yeah. and he was frustrated. Yeah. He, I... I I obviously I didn't see all of him walking off because the camera didn't fixate on him. But yeah, the most annoying thing is you want to optimistically see him walk off unaided and think maybe he's just tweaked it. Let's hope he's just tweaked it. Maybe he just gets a week or two off. But with our look and his look right now, that's him done probably. But I saying think that, so. And it kind of sums our season up, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, it, it, it's like we make mm. our own substitutes because that means Thomas will go back into the team, and that probably yeah. means I don't know the state of his injury, but I think he's been out since as long as Vardy, and Vardy's back in training, so maybe Castagne's only a week or two away. I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. reaggravating the injury. It maybe is. we should. <laughs> I know what we should do, Chris. Not cut, not Muller yogurts. We should get our defense. Be sponsored by Bubble Wrap, <laughs> maybe, or St John's Ambulance. Uh, oh yeah, Gary That's Lineker true. on Twitter wrote, "Tough watching LCFC at present, but I won't be too critical of either the player or the manager. There's clearly no lack of effort. It's more a crisis of confidence and rotten luck with injuries. We've been punching above our financial weight for years. Keep the faith." Um, I mean. Yeah, all right, Gary, fair news. I mean, I'm not going to criticise one of Leicester's most infamous, famous players that we've ever had, but despite what you might think of him for his um, political views or whatever, but uh, I think you have to kind of maybe take the um, bubble wrap off on, on, on Rogers a bit, mate. I hope you do tonight's show anyway, or at least one of your panellists <laughs> might blame Rogers for it. Um, he also says, um, after... They conceded the first goal, hard to defend a team that can't defend. He's spot on with that. Yeah. And after West Ham's controversial equaliser, he tweeted, arm surely. Now, I just want to read this out to you because this is Jordan Blackwell. Uh, he, he just sent, he's just sent me a, a personal message, mate. He's just said here, just tweet. You might have to refresh the page. says, Brad, Brad, that is amazing. Can you get to London for match of the day? Let me know your main Gary. <laughs> hey, I'm sure there'll be a few on here that would drive you down there, mate. Definitely. Yeah, only to get you rid know. of me, though. Not, not for the reasons <laughs> I want to be there. Um, just looking here, Jordan Blackwell. Uh, if you don't know who Jordan Blackwell is, guys, he is the main Leicester City um, correspondent for the, for the Mercury. And I know we all have our thoughts on the Mercury and clickbait and what have you, but uh, post-match he does say some good things. And he says here, uh, instructions on to Vestergaard on the corner. Um, the, his instruction was to, <laughs> his instruction was to go on. He was to go in and be in the six-yard box, so there was no need to change going back into the six-yard box. For us to concede in that moment, we clearly made the changes to deal with that sciatic position or static position. Bitterly disappointing. Defending corners is about organisations, but it's primarily about wanting to put your head on it. Got to have that will to head it. Then you'll suffer. Get out of the rut. Anxiety around it. Um... 
I don't think he's doing particularly good English here. I think he's maybe maybe he's using uh, text talk. So apparently his instruction was just to go on and be in the six-yard box. Interesting thing he says here, though, he was asked, has, has Tillemans rejected a contract? And now this is Jordan Blackwell from the Leicester Mercury. They love him or hate him. At least they, may, they do have an insight into the city. And they yeah. have obviously good relationships with them. So has Tillemans rejected contract? Jordan Blackwell says, not that I'm aware of. I think the club would have mentioned that to me if that was the case. For me, nothing has changed. There's been speculation over the past few days that something that is between the agent and the club. You saw Yori today. He was happy and committed. Yeah. So I mean, I've been I've been saying this for a couple of years about Yuri, haven't I? Well, maybe not a couple of years, but definitely over the last six months or so on this channel. And, and you, something me and you have both agreed on every every time it's mentioned. Just cherish it, cherish every moment because he's very right. I, if you're telling me that player's going to leave us in May, he's certainly not putting in performance like he's already thinking about his next club. Is he? He's definitely. You could have, and, you could have said that in the Forest game, but like I say, yeah, I think you have to take yeah, it again. And you could also then say who else looked like they weren't interested in the game or well, exactly, the game, exactly. So. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, he, he, I think after his really after he scored the penalty, he was celebrating with his usual heart hand heart yeah. sign. Um, yeah, well, he's he, he shot that he actually had in anger, uh, in, in, in the initial start. I think it was about a minute or two when we started to kick it up again. And yes. um, I think Ricardo laid it back to him, didn't he? And, he? and he he just hit it first time and it hit the side net. And you saw him just like... And to be fair, I've got to give credit, it's due. The crowd had only just started to murmur and pick up. But he yes. was like, ah, he was like, come on. He was like, yes. you need yes. So yes. regardless of whether he's not going to sign a new contract, maybe he's already told the club, look, I, I, I love mm. playing for you, but I want to move on. Doesn't matter. He's clearly doing it in the right matter and, uh, manner and attitude, regardless of whether he somehow decides to sign a new contract or not. Yeah, Mike Green says it's probably not rejected yet, but he yes. is leaving. May, may, yeah. Well, I think I think we're coming around to the fact that he is leaving. All I would say is, Mike, the two clubs that have only been linked with him so far are Manchester United and Arsenal. Now, no, I would suggest to both of those teams that if you want a chance of signing Yuri Tillemans, that you better get yourself Champions League football. Because that is why he top, is yeah. wanting to leave. So if you're not in the Champions League, guys, I, I would forget it. Yeah. Uh, but And I will tell you this much now. This is why I don't think... I think... I, I, I know... Um, Fab, Fab's pretty spot on with what he said, old oh, Mr. Romero or Romero, how you pronounce it? I'm useless with pronouncing names at times. You, you it's are. usually normally spot on. I think what Mike said is probably right. He's not out and out rejected it, but he is no. deciding right now, currently, I'm not going to sign a contract. There's a difference between rejecting a contract and not signing a contract. Yes. yes. And I think now. Maybe this is a bit far fetched. Maybe, maybe, maybe old Bamba has got in my head with this blue tinted opinion on it. But if, if, if Erlen Haaland, we'll give him my be, best. By the way, if you see when yeah, you see him, I will. I will do. He, yeah. he said that he said something about PayPal not clearing, but I've told him to shut up about it. He's he's had it dropping, so he'll do it for free next time. Uh, I said he's lucky he didn't get beaten from it, but it don't matter anyway. <laughs> um, um, you know, if Aaron Hallard could look at uh, Borussia Dortmund, who dropped 
really out of Europe and, and a lot of people suggesting, oh, he'll be gone then. He would, he, you know, people were expecting him to move because of the calibre, the hype around him, wanting to play Champions League football. I know essentially moving a club wouldn't allow him to do that because you're not allowed to do it with the rules of competition, but yeah. he might have gone there to a club that's going to get it more consistently. Who knows? We win Europa League conference, getting Europa League, who knows? You don't know what's going to happen. There is still no. a percentage of a chance. I don't yeah. care if it's 0.0000000001% chance that he signs. I don't, it, like I said, just enjoy him and at least yeah. we're getting a decent attitude. It's not, I mean, it's Mike, not says, Mike says here, um, if he puts in performances like this before, it's only a win for Leicester. I mean, he, yeah, he yeah. hasn't, I've got to be honest with you, when you look at all his performances and like you say, Gene up the crowd, but in fairness, Mike, and I know you're a Man United fan, so I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't mind him at Man United. And I've, I, I've wondered, I can, you know, I could see him going to Manchester United if you get Champions League football. And that's yeah. the big thing, you know. And it's not just your Tillemans, it's your manager that you might get. I mean, you know, if you say in Leicester are a club in crisis... Manchester United aren't far behind us at the moment, you know. At least we have a manager who's a permanent manager. And I'm not having a dig at Man United because I think I think Man United yeah. are being dealt a, a bad hand at the moment. I think they're being yeah. badly run all round. And the same with Arsenal. Yeah. But if you do get that Champions League, then I think you will you will get it. Um and here no, we but go. You do, but if you do if you do want to just Plug this to Yuri, and everybody wants to hype it on the on trend it on Twitter to him, and just clip mm. the part. This is from me and Chris. If you want to leave Yuri, we totally understand why, and we thank you for everything you're doing for us, and we thank you for all the effort you're doing. But can you please leave England and go and play for Real Madrid and yeah, Barcelona? Yeah, yeah. because I'll not only that, not only yeah, not only are you that quality to play for that caliber as a team, but I would have to have a day of mourning for the rest of my life if I have to yes. see you in another shirt. And, and I think England. the other thing as well is that um, those clubs that are quite often linked with them are not clubs that are interested in him. It's it's paper talk. Yeah, another you know, neutral, another you know. neutral, and a very good man. Do get yes. after you finish here. Do go over and and do check out this channel because Chris will tell you he does some great content, doesn't he, Doug? Yeah, he's he's, he's Scottish, but we'll, we'll forgive him that. Yeah, he is, he is one of the understandable him. Scottish ones. Yeah, um, he's one we like. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted. Mike said he wanted Man United for ages. Keith, Man United look well poor. Um, they did, didn't they? Uh, you might, he might go to Man City. That'd be his best bet. He's guaranteed. Man City or Liverpool, I think, personally, more No, not than... Liverpool. No, no. No, Chris, don't say no. that, because he'd actually make it there a year again sooner than yeah. waiting another 30 years. But those are the two teams in the UK at the moment that I would say he, he would go for. Um, if he goes to Man United, give him 90 million plus. Do I'd have Donny van der Beek as quick as anything. I really would. Uh, and Juve is supposed to be interested as well. I don't know what their financial situation is. But then again, it didn't stop uh, Barcelona spending a few million. Um, foreign tourists, yeah. yeah. We're going to bring this to an end in a second. And we're going to have a look at sort of the player ratings, man of the match, etc. Straight after this. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. So, as you know, Alan Bennett does uh, our Man of the Match and he rates the team and the player. Uh, and he literally... It is an instant response. He doesn't have time to... I don't give him time, basically, to go home and... Uh, <laughs> 
So well, was, was that as bad as I thought it was? Or was, you know, he does it literally on his phone on the way out of the ground, even when he's under attack from Liverpool fans. Um, I can't argue uh, man of the match, Dewsbury Hall. It's a very good shout. If it wasn't Dewsbury Hall, I might have gone personally for Barnes, but I can I I I've no problem with Dewsbury Hall at the moment. The manager three, I mean, I think. Because of what happened at the end, I probably would have to agree with that. Uh, and Team 6, overall, you know, if you broke it down into first half, second half and what have you, but as, as, a, as a 91, 92 minutes overall, 6, I think is probably fair. Um, your thoughts on those, Brad? I mean, I saw a few posts um, by a few less fans asking the question, if this is it for Yuri, who do we go out and get? And I literally, and I know, obviously, I'm not saying this like I was the only one that said it, but I said, no. we don't need to, we've already got him. It's KDH. He was yes. phenomenal. You know, he, you know, we've been talking for a few seasons now. Madison, Yuri, if one of them's not on form, what do we need? Well, for the first time in probably a long time, them pair were overshadowed at, at some stages of that game by that man himself. He, mm. you know, we criticise our coaching in defending set pieces because it's absolutely fucking biblical. But the yeah. one thing, if you said, is there a part of that backroom staff Brad, that you're really proud of? I would go, yeah, it's our youth development and our ability yeah. to bring in so many youth players. And I know, I know he came in it probably later than he did. You know, he was probably one of the players that we expected at the end of the season to be out the door, you know, going to a League One side permanently. But he forced his way in. Brendan was really impressed. It wasn't like your 18, 19, 20-year-olds that we've been bringing in at all from all corners of the ground. And I know we've signed some of these players elsewhere or we've robbed someone else's academy of them. But still, the point stands. We develop youth. We bring them in. We bring them up. And the fact that he was an eight, you know, he's been with the club since he was eight years old. It's been his dream. Yeah. And he, like I said, at the end of his youth career, he was, you know, borderline coming out of the under 23s. It was do or die. He's taken it with a plum. He, he, he looks so natural. And I, I, I agree. He was man of the match, probably by a standout mile for me today. Um, I agree with the manager. I'm sorry, but when the mistake is that costly and it's that obvious that 30,000 people had their head in their hands, fearing the worst, and lo and behold, it happened because of that tactical ineptitude. Mm. Um, I do feel, I, I, I do understand the six, and someone has just commented back on me when I, on the, post, the original post that I said I would give the players an eight, that you can only really give that for a win. So, yeah, I think Alan's got it right, but I would argue that that was a terrific solid performance by the players themselves um but yeah six is right because I, yeah. I, I i suppose you just can't give it more than that when it's when it's not a win can you no but 93 and a half minutes i'd have been seeing an eight and probably a six for the manager i reckon but. i agree totally um i think i mean rennie says here um if yori goes i would take back dennis pratt um, yeah, he is injured at the moment, but no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't think so we can. The lone players get injured. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, this is it. I think it's 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 to go with a option to sign him. I don't think we can take him back, can we? I'm not sure what the rule. I, I, I wouldn't assume 
that we have that option if we've no. done the original loan deal with an option to sign, unless they themselves as a club... It depends on his injury. Yes, yeah. Injury and the other thing as well we've got to consider is, do we... Does he want to come back to us? I think, you know, <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, not being awful for him, once bitten, twice shy. I mean, you know, the only winner on that in that team this season has been Mendy, and he was on the bench. But whether he'll yeah. want to stop or not is another matter. But, yeah, I agree totally. You know, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, he had the season on loan at Luton. He won everything that was going, um, players' player, fans' player. I mean, he just had a tremendous season there. And I think I think when we look at him and we look at Harvey Barnes, they are two players that have said, that have shown how the loan window should work. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't agree with, I don't know the, the ins and outs of how much of these wages they paid and how much we paid, etc. But... Um, the fact that you know they went, they, they went to clubs that played them, and that's very important. You know, mm. I mean, there's the old picture, of course, when there was Vardy and Harry Kane and whoever on on the bench, and we said, "Oh, Kane didn't do much for us." But then again, we didn't uh, really yeah. play him that much, you know. But but then we did have David Nugent, who was doing well at the time. So no, I agree. I think Kieran Dewsbury Hall is definitely, definitely, you've got to be looking at him as a regular first teamer. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're there. Like I said, I think Leicester. The one thing I've always admired about us as a club, and I think quite a lot of neutral friends of of, of both of ours, um, yeah, have said the one thing they do envy about Leicester is not just um, their ownership, um, because you know I, I'm not a violent person, but I'd fight a man if they turned around and said we didn't have the best owners in the Premier League, in my opinion. But um, I still can't get over when they did. Um, one of the newspapers did a poll about whether fans were happy with their owners, and ours only got ninety six percent. What four percent are not happy with our owners? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't, I don't know what percentage of them wouldn't be, but that, yeah. that is what it is. But um, maybe they were just drunk and clicked the wrong button. I don't know. But the one thing I also say is that there are a lot of people. I would, I don't know if it's envious, but I think more they admire it and maybe want to see more of it from their own team is is our youth um, yeah. transition. Uh, we yeah. do not only really use the loan market, but it also tells you we're very good and shrewd at picking youth players because mm. some of these youth players um, have instantly gone into the first team. You know, whether they've been signed from... Uh, ironically, a certain JJ, we signed from Luton, so we clearly have a good repertoire with yes. Luton. But yeah. also, like you said, the understanding between the two clubs and these players, you know, and credit to the players as well, because it's easy it's easy to send them out to like a Luton or a Peterborough, like a newly promoted side or a, yeah. a side maybe not expected to challenge for the playoffs or automatics in the, in, in the lower divisions. Uh, but they have to take it upon themselves to then not only prove that they're good enough for at least the second division, but they're good enough to go back to the club and have a manager, their manager, you know, look, you know, look at them like Rogers did last season, and like Rogers did over the preseason. Go, kid's got it. Kid deserves a chance. You know, what I mean, he, he, you know, and that's what we heard. It was one thing yeah. we did talk a lot about over our preseason post matches, wasn't it? That he was very keen to give him a try. Yes, yes, 
it was indeed. Mike just asks if I agree with his um, with his paragraph. Barnes was excellent. But what I liked more than just Barnes being excellent was the fact that Dewsbury Hall and Barnes combined. And I said it earlier. You know, yeah. when, you, when when you as a team and players make the opposing manager make a substitution because yeah. it's a, that that shows what a good game you're having. But yeah. Brad, thank you so much for that. It was a draw. I want to say for any West Ham fans that are watching, I do know you hate these, so I'm doing this especially for my uh, West Ham fans. I know you hate the clappers, so that was just that was just for mini me. He knows who he is. I will, I will say, West Ham fans, it could be worse. I remember when it started the, the whole clapper things, and Southampton fans went. A few group of Southampton fans went, that's so embarrassing. I'd hate to sit at our ground. And I believe it's the reason I'm saying Southampton is because literally a week later, they were posting them. Yes. <laughs> they were... Bless you. Bless you, <laughs> sir. And again. I know, right? They it were posting been... them for their next home game. Yeah. So... I tell you what, it could have been worse. It could have been a Vuvuzela. I did have well, one, but yeah. I had no idea where... Well, I had the cheap version of it. I had no idea where it went. Brad, we've got Randers on Thursday. Um, are you are you free for the post match show after that? Yes, yes, I should be, mate. No yeah. reason why I'm not able to do that yeah. on a Thursday. It's a ten thirty, and let's hope that we are looking. Yeah. I mean, if we can't beat, I know I'm going to keep myself shoot myself in the foot saying this, but if we can't beat Randers, then we might as well just pack up and and join Burnley in the Championship next season. <laughs> if this goes wrong this season that badly then it's all chris's fault yeah exactly exactly yeah. blame me i get blamed for everything i haven't i haven't been blamed for a lot since i left my wife uh, <laughs> i think you like i'm perfect we, we like to give you reminiscent feelings mate so yes. you know you yes. know like i said hashtag, hashtag stop chris doing watch alongs that that worked i'll tell you what there is only one way to end this show and if you think my jokes are bad and i love I, I personally i've used this joke myself doug so i've got to say i do like it i've decided to sell my hoover it was just collecting dust on that note doug you have killed the show thanks to everybody that uh, was watching everybody in the comments brad for coming on i'm not even going to thank doug for his jokes because they're worse than mine deserves one of those i will see you all tomorrow night when we're going to be doing it all again with a west ham fan and um he'll be, he'll be lucky we'll see his point his view from the game brad Ooh. thanks very much mate you get to bed oh, i can see i'm either boring yeah. you or you're really tired hopefully it's the second, it's <laughs> um, the second mate. <laughs> thanks well. a lot mate take care stay no safe Thanks to Brad. Love Brad. Love his um, board. And he, he, he really knows his stuff. And I thank him from the bottom of my heart for everything that he does for the uh, for the channel. We're back. We were busy week next week. Monday at 7, we've got the opposition view. I said we'll be having a chat about the game with Andy Mills, West Ham fan. Uh, 9 o'clock, Julian is back, ladies. Julian Watts is back. 9 o'clock for the weekend roundup. Um, on well, like Tuesday, we've got the prediction show. Hopefully, um, um, uh, Steve, can't think of his name there. Steve Linux will be back. 
Brad isn't with us. Brad is otherwise engaged, but he will be sending his um, his, his thoughts in, his predictions in. And he's, he's, as soon as I'm, I'm level with him, I'm actually caught him up. And as soon as I'm level with him, what does he do? He chickens out from coming on the show. Oh, I'm meeting somebody. I'm going to do that. No, no, mate, I know why you're not coming on. It's. I'd love it to beat you. I'd love it. Just love it if we could beat you. And I've got level, mate. And you're chickening out. I, I will say nothing else on the matter. Uh, Wednesday at seven, we review the Randers game at eight o'clock on uh, Thursday. It's the kickoff for the Randers game from the King Power, the home leg. Talking with Brad again at ten thirty. Uh, he, he's going to turn up for that one because he knows we, you know it's not a competition. And then the preview show for Wolves, and then we'll join by Scott on Friday, and then obviously post-match again next Sunday. Busy week, as always. Thank you to everybody that's watched in. Um, and, of course, don't forget, and I nearly did forget, uh, Mike, you've just seen you there, you've reminded me, and that is, um, it's the big one. Yes, it is. It is. Mike is taking on current champion Reese in the Big Fat Football Quiz 2. And you think I'm going to go to bed? I'm going to be setting those questions tonight, Mike. I really are. Rene, thank you very much. Uh, goodbye to you as well. And um, we haven't got time, Rene. We'll talk about more about that tomorrow night at 7. Thank you to everybody who watched. And if you listen to this on Catch Up on podcast, thank you so, so much for that as well. Stay safe, guys. We've got a point. It's a start. Good night. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.